0: In today's episode, we're talking about letting go of your trauma for your future wealth. Let's find out how and why. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And today we're talking about your traumas, specifically how to let go of your past traumas in order for you to allow your future wealth to come into your life. So let's start off by actually defining what I mean by trauma. Well, trauma could be in many forms. It could be a gold trauma, it could be a financial trauma, it could be some form of abuse that you suffered, or a loss of a loved one. Okay? So let's let's expand that a bit further. So, what do I mean by gold trauma? Gold trauma could be, for example, I'll give you my example. So I for for the for the longest time that I could remember, I wanted to become a doctor. God only knows why, now look back in hindsight. But I've mentioned this before, that I was, I had my heart set on becoming a doctor. Being coming from an Asian background and from Asian parents, maybe that's how the idea was sort of the seed plus planted in my head or something. So I wanted to become a doctor. And I remember when I changed my mind, and remember, keep in mind, I changed my mind. I even did the five A-levels. I have A-levels in chemistry, biology, maths, further maths, and IT. And I changed my mind once I had, you know, almost, oh, I was halfway through my A-levels. And it was actually my, my maths tutor who actually got me to uh, change my mind and whatever. It's the story for another time. But the point is, like, I actually decided after I took advice of my math, uh, my maths teacher to go and do experience of Whips Cross Hospital. And I hated every single bloody aspect and or, or, department of the hospital. I just, I'm not cut out to be a doctor. It's just simple as that, as that right? And so I switched my, my direction. It's actually my math tutor who actually told me that I was very articulate, very, you know, the way I spoke and the way I sort of presented my arguments, that I, you know, law would be perfect for me. And I ended up becoming a lawyer. Now... So keep in mind that I had, I had changed direction myself. I chose not to go into medicine. I chose to go into law, even though I had the grades. But that became a trauma for me, a goal trauma for me, because it meant that I didn't actually achieve my goal. Does that make sense? Right? So I didn't actually get to my goal. Now, whatever logical reason was behind it, it was, is, is irrelevant. I'm not cut out to be a doctor. I mean, you know, I went to my daughter's surgery about a couple of years ago and, you know, they're doing her lip surgery or something because she had this thing growing on her. I tell you, within two minutes, I saw the blood and I was on the floor. That's me on the floor. I just, I cannot do hospitals. I cannot do blood. Uh, but just generally I'm not cut out to be a doctor I, you know how doctors are great I just am not whereas lawyer I am so even though my personality and my intelligence my everything was geared towards being a lawyer the fact I didn't become a doctor because it was a goal that was ingrained in my psyche and it was something I had worked on and worked on for so long and then I changed direction it became a trauma for me I hope this is making sense. It was not that my conscious mind was sorry that I didn't become a doctor, because hell, I didn't want to become a doctor anymore. It was my subconscious mind had taken on the idea that I didn't complete my goal, and somehow I didn't, I don't complete things, even though I really, really wanted it. Then that becomes a, a, a kind of a character, a kind of a habit that I would leave my, you know, my goals midway, and if I really, really, really wanted something, I would change direction. This may sound illogical to your logical mind, but for coming for those people who understand subconscious mind will begin to understand what I'm getting at, right? So this goal, I mean, keep in mind that because this goal was so important to me, I worked extremely hard during school. Remember, I'm dyslexic and I didn't know that until the first year of my law degree. So I worked extremely hard during my GCSEs and then especially my A-levels. I mean, I went to a state college and I won't name the name college, but the college wasn't very good. I actually remember that I actually knew more than my my biology teacher. I think he must've been learning the chapters that he was teaching us. And because I always read ahead, I was always ahead of my biology teacher, I tell you. So it was hilarious at the time. Anyway, the point is I worked extremely hard for that goal and then changed direction. And so I did actually get to that goal and that became a goal trauma in my energy. Lo and behold, anon to me, until I, you know, I set my target of becoming extremely wealthy. Now, I, I, the, the goal for becoming wealthy was probably as important if not more important than becoming a doctor but keep in mind becoming a doctor was a child's goal it was my teenage goal so it had more of an impact on me because I had a young mind young life right so when I wanted to become wealthy I had a block that I would get one step forward two steps back two steps, forward, two steps back, and I couldn't work out why I couldn't actually achieve my goal and especially at one point when I was you know, working as as a banking finance lawyer, really making good money, I was able to, you know, make investments. My investments were going wrong, especially, you know, the the very, the when I first invested, I actually invested quite a lot, and then there was a market crash. Now, I can say, oh, that's external circumstances, but keep in mind, I do teach you about taking personal responsibility for everything that shows up in your life. So, the fact that the market, the 2008 market crash happened in real estate in, oh, you know, or global actually, in the UK too, was not that relevant. That makes sense, right? Because the people in the market who still made money, yet I lost hell of a lot, right? So this is why I had to dig deep and work it out. So that's your goal trauma. So if you ever set yourself a goal, which you had your, put your heart and soul into it, and it could be that you didn't achieve it for whatever reason, or you even changed your mind, that becomes a trauma. It becomes a goal trauma for you. So that's gold trauma. Now let's go and define, um, you know, what I mean by financial trauma. Now financial trauma could be yours or it could be something that you've taken on from your parents. Keep that in mind. I do refer, and I would like, if you haven't listened to one of my early podcasts on, on, on your earliest money paradigm, mum story, earliest paradigm, dad story, then please do go back and refer to those episodes. They're really, really important. So um, financial trauma is yours or that which you witnessed when you are growing up. Now, it has more of an impact on you at, up to the ages of i suppose 10 11 but even as a teenager it will have some implications and even as an adult okay it can have serious implications for you okay especially when you hit that same age group so if you if your father went bankrupt at 50 and when you begin to hit 50 you will start repeating those patterns okay keep that in mind right so so even though you may not witness his bankruptcy at the age of 10, it, it was a lot older, you were a lot older because he was 50. The fact of the matter is when you get to 50, there's high probability, not chance, but high probability you could go towards a, bankrupt- a bankruptcy route as well. So just bear that in mind. This is why, I and I, I don't want to alarm you, but this is why people, when I speak to people, 20s and 30s generally are okay the people are okay okay it's the f- late 30s onwards so 40s and 50s and 60s where people get really stuck because that's when the earliest money paradigm really kicks in and then they keep reinforcing those uh behavior patterns and energy actually which is actually energy patterns again and again and again and the solidify it. and the more solidified it becomes the more it shows up in their life and right? the more the further they dig the grave pretty much right and that's the reason why so financial trauma is any point in time when you lost money, right? It could be, and it could be when your parents lost money, they lost a business or they had a huge financial loss that can become a financial trauma. And that means, you know, you have this fear built in. I'm going to lose money. I'm going to lose money. I'm going to lose money. And it's not small amount of money. It'll be similar to the kind of money that your parents lost. Now, keep this in mind. If your parents lost a thousand bucks, a thousand dollars, a thousand pounds in year 1970, that thousand is equivalent to probably, I don't know, I haven't done the maths yet. I haven't done the you know, calculation based on inflation, but probably around about 100,000 now. So you're more likely to lose a 100,000 now. It's equivalent. Keep that in mind too, right? So that's the financial trauma that you could lose. Now, if you could, or if you had a financial trauma, so I had a financial trauma which read I, I knew I, I really worked on and i had to i had um it was around the t- age around the early year of not only did i have the financial trauma of um, the, my property you know losing my property uh, value i didn't lose my property i was quite lucky one of those like okay i retained my property but i ret- the lost of uh, i was negative equity and went through hell and back with you know trying to keep hold of my properties and so I, that didn't, that wasn't a financial trauma for me. That didn't become a financial trauma because I didn't actually lose my properties and I didn't actually go bankrupt. I did suffer quite a bit, but I didn't actually lose the money. Financial trauma for me came in the year 2012. When I set up, we you know we, we had this you know, pot of money, whatever, with my, my ex husband And it says his actually money and my gold. And uh, my poor gold, <laughs> it always gets used, doesn't it? But anyway... Oh, uh, we put like we put together. A, it was about I think this the money we were saving to buy another home, and my cousin came along and he offered this opportunity of you know building a care home and so forth, and I thought okay great you know the blah blah blah. Um, long story short, I'm not going to blame anybody, but we wasted a hundred thousand pounds in 2012, which could have bought a property by then, um, on on this project. And I, not only didn't we lose the money, it was also the two years of hard work. Like I got the Cretacea, the, you know, the, the all the Critasia we could name under the sun. We passed the test, blah, blah, blah. But we just couldn't make the business work. In the end, we just had to let it go. That was my major financial trauma and I had to work on it now that became even more of a trauma because that caused uh, that allowed my ex-husband to use that against me again and again and again to call me stupid to call me financially literate to say that I'm, I'm a poor businesswoman etc so I got a lot of abuse from there too so that led me on to the other type of trauma I want to talk about which is abuse okay? So that had, it was financial trauma, that, the fact that we lost the money, but it led on to uh, abuse as well. So that's another type of trauma. That's a third type of trauma. Now, the, th- the third, t- this, this trauma is probably the worst, and that's when you have some form of abuse. Now, this abuse can be in many forms, okay? And whatever form you have it in, it becomes a trauma as well. So this abuse could be, it could be financial abuse, okay? It could be verbal abuse, it could be, uh, it could be sexual abuse, it could be physical abuse, okay, it can be, it can take on any form whatsoever, it doesn't really matter, okay, what I find is, depending on the kind of abuse it is, that's the kind of implication that it has, and I found that for some reason, uh, even though physical abuse is, is, it's quite strong, I mean, I suppose physical abuse is one another form, sexual abuse tends to be the, a lot more, a lot more, has a lot more humiliation attached to it, so, that's probably the biggest trauma because it impacts it, it brings you into debt so if you've had abuse especially sexual abuse like in during any part of your earlier life it will have a severe implication on your finances especially when it comes to debt now if you've done work on your that this abusive part then your debt would be under control however if you've just brushed it under the carpet then you'll find you're in that never ending cycle of debt cuz debt has the energy of humiliation and shame attached to it. Okay. So depending on what kind of traumas you have, you impact you that kind of money. Another one is the sense of loss. If you lost something, for example, you lost a parent or your parents lost uh, the business or your parents suffered a major loss or you lost a loved one or you lost a, you know, I think financial loss becomes under financial trauma, but it's when you lose something of value and tends to be a loved one then it seems, it, or, or you've lost your sense of security, that's a major one. So the time when you lose your sense of security is when you're bullied, when you're abused, um, that also has implication with sexual abuse as well. So when you lose that sense of security, again, that will impact your ability to save. Because saving, what's money in the form of savings? It's just financial security. So if you are now going to deny yourself financial uh, any form of security, how will you allow yourself to have savings? It's just not possible right? People don't understand this. They think this is illogical and I, and I sort of break it down for them and simplify this this way that if you think about this way, if your subconscious mind has flipped the switch and is now comfortable being uncomfortable, so therefore, it's, it's, if it seeks comfort in not having security, then you having security would be a foreign concept. And therefore, it will try everything within its power to make sure that you do not have financial security. Does that make sense? Okay, your subconscious mind is there to work, or, you know, to keep you safe. But if it feels threatened by you having money, but that means if you feel threatened by it when you have security, it will push that security away. It's simple as that. That may sound bizarre to your logical mind, but your subconscious mind thinks it's doing its job, right? So these traumas have a major, major implication on your ability to create and make and have wealth now how does it impact your future well if you're the, the fact that you can make money is not another thing Then most people are able to create money how much is becomes an issue but they're able to make money the issue becomes when they're able whether they're able to create wealth and wealth is made when you start bringing money in investing it and actually allowing your money to grow for you and that's how you become wealthy everybody makes money even those people who are, are nine to fivers they create money every single month but they're living hand to mouth every single month they pay paycheck to paycheck so they're not becoming wealthy what you, the idea is you need to be able to t- make a certain amount of money uh, take certain portion of that away invest it and allow that money to grow and over over a number of years through the magic of compounding that money should grow to be able to give you the kind of wealth and kind of lifestyle that you want Right, so this is absolutely crucial for you to understand that in order for you to actually move forward, this could be in the right. Now, I find when I speak to and I speak to plenty of entrepreneurs, and they, these entrepreneurs, and I remember this speaking to this one lady, right? Um, and she is she's running a multi-billion-dollar business, and it's phenomenal the business that she's running. Yet her day-to-day life is is awful. She wasn't able to retain any money, and I went through and explained to her. These are the steps you need to take. This is what you need to do, and she's so far gone in her in her ability to she not allow herself to have safety and security. She didn't come and you know do the work that I asked her to do. She didn't join the mastermind. I did not offer it to her, but even though she could more than more than enough um, you know accept it and you know and pay for the, the put the investment into the mastermind, but the point is, she was not able to in her mind justify you know investing in herself because if she did she would have to grow and let go of the past trauma which she has now become her story okay this is what i find with a lot of people they have started telling themselves the same story again and again and again and it's almost like they they get comfort in retelling the story of how life is tough and how money is always a struggle and how they never have enough and they've tried this manifesting technique and they've tried that manifesting technique and I look at them in amazement thinking well What's the point in trying to manifest something if your energy is not aligned with it? You're not going to attract it. it doesn't matter how many times you say an affirmation. It doesn't matter how many times you do the visualization. You have to go and clear the blocks which are in the way for you to manifest in the first place. And this is one of the things. You have to look in your life and see what kind of traumas do I have in my past that could be blocking my future wealth from coming into me. Because I can promise you, you can say affirmations to the cows come home. Right, and unless you've removed these blocks from your, from your energy field, you're going to remain blocked. You may attract the abundance, right? But would you would you be able to receive it? Would you be able to keep it? No. And this lady, especially, is, is a major example because she told me, her, in the past year, I think she she did, I think they did two point, they did two point five million as a turnover for the business, and she was looking to do a ten x, so she wanted to get to twenty five million. And I could absolutely see her doing it, but the problem was whenever her income went up, the expenditure went up and she still wasn't paying herself anything. She was getting peanuts from the business. And I I explained to her why the business was thriving, she wasn't and I explained the situation to her. But she still couldn't move forward. Now, albeit she is in her sixties, and maybe she said in her ways. Who knows? I am not here to you know judge or criticize anybody's decision. But this really broke my heart because I could see if she stays on that path, she will not be able to go further. She will not be able to you know bring abundance into her own personal life. She was a brilliant businesswoman; therefore, the business was thriving. But yet, the business was eating up all the surpluses. they wasn't able to, apart from paying the the the, the contractors and the employees, there wasn't so much money left over for her to be able to take even to take a decent salary home which was shocking for her and but it was very obvious to me why that was happening right so I hope you got value from today's episode you realize that you need to go back if you're trying to manifest wealth if you're trying to manifest a lot of abundance in your life financial prosperity in your life and you're struggling with it I want to sit back and think okay what kind of traumas have I um, have I had in my life that I haven't worked on that I haven't addressed that I haven't uh, the, the energy may be still trapped in my bo- in energy body, and that could be a financial trauma as we talked about. It could be a goal trauma as I've talked about, and it could be a, a any some form of abuse because those are traumas which and they depending on what kind of abuse you've had they'll impact that type of money okay, the more you work on those on those abusive situations, the better that type of money will become, so saving may become, you know, easy for you, you may get out of debt, you may find that you can break through your income, uh, you know, income bubble, so you can do that, and financial thermostat is a, a term that I came up with a while ago, you need to work on your financial thermostat to be able to push it up, and you can only do that once you're allowing yourself to have more money, right? So I hope you got value from today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope to see you soon. And if you have enjoyed today's episode, please do leave us a review. Please take a screenshot of that review and send it to at gmail.com. And we will send you our Millionaire Mirror Meditation for free as our website. Thank you for supporting our podcasting journey. Well, until the next time you meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.